All right, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Successfully Unsigned. I am D Shack. With me here is DJ Patty G and Mr. Overstreet. Maybe we wanted to say our own names. Oh, do you want to say your own name? DJ Patty G. <laughs> and Mr. Overstreet. Mr. Overstreet. <laughs> uh, Mr. Overstreet. I, I'm sorry, guys. I still got to think of a name. It's Dr. Overstreet to Dr. you. Dr. Overstreet. All right. My goodness. So, welcome to this week's episode of Successfully Unsigned. Uh, real quick, last week we kind of talked about just some ideas of what makes uh, your music stand out, what can make you stand out as an artist. Um, and this week we kind of want to move into the idea of a little bit of marketing um, and talk about just a couple little quick points on, on you know, getting your music out there. You know, you've made it, you've made it cool, mm-hmm. now what? Pew, but, pew, 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 right? Um, but before all that, we have a more important thing we got to do. The most so important, important thing of this show. It's so important. My favorite part of this show. I've been <laughs> waiting. Everything else, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Right. I've been waiting for this man to explain <laughs> yet another object that I'm speechless about right now. I mean, this is pretty much Patrick's segment. I mean, yeah, he's taking it over. <laughs> we don't even have a name for it. I got to have a good name for it. I'm not an audio engineer. It's, it's his hostile takeover. <laughs> it's his coup of this whole like show. I would say Secretly. Patrick's places, but it's like it's items. So I want like a cool name that like plays off of that. For the um, segment, I don't know. I don't we'll know. figure one out. We'll just call it Patrick's segment for Patrick's now. Patrick's segment. I mean, that works. <laughs> um, so because Patrick always has the most interesting thing, let's make you go last. That way okay. it makes this section okay. seem, seem a lot cooler. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> let's right? just get ours out of the way. Exactly. Right? So, David, you want to go first this week? Um, yeah, sure. So <laughs> mine is is a CD case that I had when I was growing up, and I thought we could just kind of run through some of the CDs I'm that so are in here together. I'm so excited Some of the history of Okay, Mr. I love Overstreet. CDs. This is an FCS talent show that I was in Ooh. Uh, okay. in seventh grade. Can, can we get a sample? Is that the performing arts school you went to, or no? No, this okay. is this is uh, much underwhelming, much more <laughs> underwhelming school. Um, but yes, I played in this talent show in seventh grade, and it was horrible, and it... I, I, I'm thinking about destroying this immediately can, after the show. Can Absolutely I get a copy that. for yeah. research purposes? For research purposes? For research? Um, if you can dig it out of the trash and put it back together after I destroy it, then yes, Hey, if he shows that, then we get to show your YouTube video. Oh, oh no, no, no. 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 <laughs> so, uh, rethought All that. Right. Um, <laughs> so moving on. Um, okay, <clears throat> so this is a CD just titled Day Day Jams. I don't know what I was nice. thinking there. Day E? D-A-E, Day Day okay. Jams. Day-Day. Don't know like what Ray-Ray. that is. Random green CD. I burned a lot of CDs when I was growing up. John Mayer Continuum, my favorite Great. album. Um, Jonas Brothers. Yes. A little bit longer. Okay. Random CD. Disney Mania 4. <laughs> what, what's that one right <laughs> next that. to it, though? This is a merry, a very oh. merry kids bop. That oh. one's a little more rough. Very merry kids bop. Um, yeah, I didn't listen to it. Please um, learn the covers. What? Please tell me you learned the covers of those songs. I did not. Um, you know, it was it was next on my to do list. But <laughs> another kids' bop, um, mm. Kelly Clarkson. Ugh. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, it was kind of lame. Um, two C. I don't know what these are. More random CDs. This one was my sister's. It literally just says number seven is the best. <laughs> Toby Mac. Yes, Toby Mac. Okay. That was good. Um, yeah, it's. I mean. Another Day Day Jams. Again, the naming is impeccable here. High School Musical. Oh, oh and no. now we're talking. No. Now we're talking. David. Yes. And then, oh. and then a Learn yes. How to Play Guitar first act CD, oh. which I never okay. watched. But that's okay. That explains a lot of things. And then a Third Day 
Christian band. Um, and then Jet, Get Born, was a really good album by them. So, yeah, that is uh, that is it were, for were, mine. Were all these stolen off Napster? I mean, I noticed you burned um, all of them. So. Most of them, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> most of them were illegal. So I mean, I get that. You, yeah. I was I was I was a part of that YouTube. You know. <laughs> I think we all were at some point. I was yeah. using. I remember at one point yeah. I was using Napster. And like I thought it was like completely okay, and then it was just like, no, it's not. We're taking <laughs> it down. So it's like, okay. Don't do this at home, kids. Don't do it. We we admit nothing. P two P. Yep. Yep. So Dale? mine mine is not necessarily that much uh, of a history piece and, <laughs> and, and and an iconic relic of your past. Okay. I still want that first CD. Okay. Um, <laughs> mine comes in the form of a little button. Okay. Um, my sister gave this to me, I think, for Christmas or something like that. I'm not really sure why. I don't remember. There's probably stories. Bought it yesterday. I know, right? Uh, no, but I'm, I'm pretty sure one of my sisters gave this to me. I think I know which one. I'm not entirely sure. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly why. So if you're listening, he didn't just pretend <laughs> that I do know why, and you can tell me later and fill me in. He didn't value the gift enough to remember it. No, I thought it was really cool. It's one of the few that I kept. I threw everything else away. <laughs> I'm just playing. I didn't do that. Um. But it's a no button, right? Mm. It's these really cringy. What? what? It stopped. It's. It sounds like a. <gasps> Are the batteries dying? It sounds like someone's having a psychotic break and they caught it in a button. No. There oh. we go. No. Right. So for me, it is me to my dogs every day. <laughs> So I keep this, I keep, the, the reason I brought this is I keep this on my desk, my, uh, my producer desk at home for uh -huh. like, you know, whether it's mixing or whatever, uh -huh. in the hopes that someday I can bring in an artist and they're playing and of course, you know, good, be friends with them, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's all cool, it's, all in, so it's all in jokes, it's all mm -hmm. in jest, yeah. but I just want them to play something so bad I can just go over there and like, hey man. And then I'll wow. get fired and never work again. Some of those are <laughs> intense. I know. Intense nose. <laughs> it was an intense nose. You should. That, I'm, I promise that <laughs> you recorded me talking to the dogs. That every one of those nose, I've in that way, I've said today, every single one of them. I wonder if there's a way to like. There's a screw in there. I'll have to get it out later. I wonder if there's a way to like you program your program own? your own. That'd be awesome. I would. You can buy that. you can buy buttons like that. Really? Yeah, the way you record your own. Okay. Mm. Okay. Boom yeah. show. All right. <laughs> the moment we've all been waiting for. Okay. So, how well can you say? Oh, actually, pairs very well with Dale's uh, McDonald's. <laughs> we are not sponsored. Not sponsored, but if you, we we would love to be. If you we want to sponsor us? We'd be loving it, for um, sure. There you go. Look, see, we're already down. Okay. So, um, this is, oh my gosh, I forgot her name already. Mm. Okay. What a but shame. McDonald's pillow from 1987. First off, to the eBay sellers who are selling these for like $50, um, get a grip. Uh, <laughs> Tell them, Patrick. <laughs> so I love McDonald's memorabilia. Um, I don't know what it is. If I could transport anywhere at this exact second, it would be into it at McDonald's in the 1990s. Because the decor is just top tier. All of their seats uh -huh. looked like this. Uh -huh. Well, not like this, but you know what I'm saying. Like yeah, it, it had all lot. the characters and mm -hmm. it, there was a lot going on. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I love collecting McDonald's memorabilia. And uh, so David, you asked earlier how our week was. We had a charcuterie board party. And so mine was McDonald's. <laughs> and in it, I had to include some of my memorabilia. 
so I have oh all God. these little like Thai Beanie Baby McDonald things, and um, wow. I added it with the tray. And I have a couple other things, but I don't know what it is. I guess it's just the nostalgia that I have for it's it from colors. my childhood yeah. and all the colors. Yes. Yeah. Love colors, um, yeah. I know they kind of discontinued Ronald McDonald after all those like creepy clown yeah. things going yeah. on in 2016. But Wait, they um, actually like. Yeah, they don't really use him anymore. I didn't even realize that. I knew they yeah. were all like gray and like dark yeah. themed, but like no, no. Um, oh. Yeah, it's very sad. And then uh, this is just a bonus one, just because I happen to be wearing it. Um, I'll also send you a picture of this. This is my Selena locket. Mm. Selena Quintanilla, rest in peace. Mm. David, there's a whole mother about her being my. Mo- there's a whole mother. There's, there's a, a whole story m- about her being my mother. Um, I will tell it sometime okay. on the podcast. Yeah, we'll make that a, we'll make <laughs> yes. that a little segment on there. Yes. So Patrick segment. Wow. I'm speechless. I don't this is <laughs> that's incredible. Didn't 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 you also buy up in Nashville one time that tie? Was it you that bought that tie? Yes, yes. Yeah, we went to That's uh, like an old school McDonald's. Like yeah, it was, was like from when McDonald's before 60s? it was like the yellow yeah. arches. Huh. Um, I think it was the sixties, wasn't it? Like that era? Uh, probably. I don't really remember, but, but I don't know what it is. I just love. Yeah, it was yeah. a necktie. Oh, also huh. to the Facebook um person who's in my sister's Facebook group. That's like free trading stuff. Who put the McDonald's Playhouse thing that she was gonna get me for free, and then took it down. I hope you're having a bad day. <laughs> 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 Loud and clear. The Loud vengeance clear. of Patty G. <laughs> 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 it's intense. Oh, well, all right. Speaking of good marketing. There it is. There it is. Good transition there. They knew what they were doing. Good transition. Oh, yeah. But do you? Nice. I nice. I, I Insert no a sound right there. Um, crickets. So <laughs> as we've alluded to multiple times, we were talking about marketing tonight. Uh, last time we kind of focused more on your brand individually. Um, this is going to be more specific to like if you have a release or something that you're coming out with. It's kind of like a a brief, you know, roadmap to kind of getting that out there in the right way. Um, So why have a marketing plan? Well, you want to have a roadmap to what what you want to do. You want to kind of evaluate where you start and where you finish and, um, you know, just be smart about it and do it in the best way possible. Um, Why would you guys say that we would need a marketing plan? Well, being an artist um, or a musician or anything like that, you are selling yourself, um, and it, it's a business uh, mm-hmm. uh, of yourself. And so, any business needs a marketing plan. Yeah. Um, I took a marketing class three times because expert. the first two, I dropped. Okay. First two times I dropped expert. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait. So you were in there for like a month, and then you dropped it, or a month and a half? Or um. I don't remember how long it was for each time, but both times it was like, wow. So at the end, when I finally, I had to take it for my minor. Mm-hmm. And uh, the marketing project, it's like just one long marketing project, no tests, no right. anything else. Okay. Um, and it's like, but mine was like 40 something pages long. Good night. And so it's a really big project. And I was just like, I really don't want to do this. And so I kept yeah. dropping it. Yeah. And that is why I had an extra year of school. And that's Not why the our, only reason. That's why our tagline is... Um, Professional advice from unprofessionals. There it is. Oh my word. Okay. <laughs> say, is it all timers? Like <laughs> <laughs> we have all timers. Another tagline. Um, um, so I, but seriously, this class actually. Once I finally got into the project, um, I was trying to find my marketing project earlier, but I couldn't. 
But uh, I don't know. I felt like I learned a lot from it. And just this idea that I think a lot of people don't necessarily focus on their marketing sometimes when it comes to businesses. Mm -hmm. And then especially as an artist, you might not think of it as much because uh, you don't think of yourself as a right. business, but it is, you're mm -hmm. trying yeah. to sell your music. You're trying to sell your image, your brand. Mm -hmm. Um, and going in with a plan of how you're going to do that is really important. Mm -hmm. No, I a hundred percent agree with that, you know, cause that's, that's one of the, maybe the hardest things about being a, 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 you know, a solo artist by yourself, you know, that team of one, um, I know that's, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, that's kind of how I feel going into it. Yeah. You know, David, I don't know if that's how you feel when you oh, do a lot of your music. 100%. But like, you, like, like you said, Patrick, it, you're selling the idea of yourself. You have to have that, you know, that there's that term brand image. Mm -hmm. You have to have an idea of who you are and people have to have an idea of who you are to be able to sell, right. you know, your own image, your own idea. And that can be really uncomfortable if you're not used to that, mm -hmm. you know, um, but it does. It takes a plan. You have to know where you're going to go. Where are you trying to get? You have to have those goals. Mm -hmm. And that plan helps you achieve those goals. I mean, that's the whole point of the marketing plan is yeah. you make great music, but you, if you want people to listen to it, you have to take the steps necessary in order to get people to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And that can be really hard when you're trying to promote just yourself because it can feel awkward. Yeah. You know, it can feel kind of um, just kind of clunky. You know, if you're like, oh, man, I listened to my song. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of goes back to last week, you know, I was yeah. talking about yes. just having confidence in you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing is more uncomfortable than promoting yourself. I absolutely yeah. hate it. I think it's just, uh, it just doesn't feel natural. Mm -hmm. But like, as an artist, you have to do it. Right. And yeah. you have to just tell anyone and everyone. And a lot of people aren't going to care. A lot of people aren't going to listen. But there are going to be some that do. And who will continue to share, it and it will build and build. You just yeah. got to do it. And you put know, in the work. Part part of that, and I, and I don't know if we'll end up really getting into this part or not tonight, because it's a it's a whole thing of its own. Is is your target audience? Who are you trying to reach? Because yeah. like you said, some people are going to listen and they're going to love it, and then mm -hmm. some people are going to listen and they're going to not care, and then there's going to be some people that listen and then they hate it. Right. You know, it, you got to find the people that are going to like your music. You have right. to find that audience mm -hmm. that's going to enjoy what you make yeah. because you can't just pitch it out to everybody because as much as you know i think my music is awesome and the best music on the face of the planet and it's better <laughs> than michael jackson and it's better than all these other you know i don't but you know old statement like, made by but I'm, saying like, but I'm saying like you can believe all <laughs> of that right you can believe all of that yeah. but when it comes down to it not everyone's gonna like it yep. and you have to accept that fact mm -hmm. and that's okay your music is not meant for everybody. You got to find who it's meant for. You got to find them. Yeah, that's who you got to find. Yeah, there's like that. There's like ten percent on the end who like are only going to listen to what they listen to. There's ten percent on the other end that you know just listen to everything always. And then there's that middle mm -hmm. group of people that are like open to like list like trying new artists at a consistent basis. You know, like I know. For me, it's like, you know, there are many times that I've made releases and I haven't marketed them well. And I'm like, why aren't they doing well? Because I haven't, I just start like two weeks in, you know, and yeah. it's just like two weeks before the release and it's just not the way you're supposed to do it. If nobody knows about it, how exactly. are they going to listen? Exactly. So um, I think that's a good point. Um, I think another thing is like, what are your strengths, weaknesses? What are some opportunities and threats? Like SWOT analysis. SWOT analysis. The um, big business. The big term. business. Um, so, I mean, 
as an artist, you should be aware of your strengths and weaknesses just mm-hmm. in general. Um, but what are what would be some threats that you guys would say that would kind of, you know, be there when you're trying to market yourself or like release something? I'd say the number one threat is self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, maybe you throw that in the weaknesses category. I don't know. But to me, the number one thought is self-doubt. Mm-hmm. The idea that, oh, man, nobody's going to like this. Uh, or, oh, I'm not ready. Yeah, That's a big one. You know, for a lot of artists, um, taking that leap of putting your first music out there, like, mm-hmm. to the world. Or maybe you've already put some out there, and you're like, oh, it's not that good. Like, I go back and yeah. listen to my old recordings, and I'm like, they're not that good. Mm-hmm. I maybe, You know, maybe I shouldn't put it out there. But at the end of the day you know, you still do, you still take that step. Mm-hmm. You can't doubt yourself. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a very real threat is your own mental, um, you know, confidence. Yeah. So I think, um, I guess thinking more for me, like kind of, um, like kind of some of the hurdles that you have to go through when it comes to marketing yourself, um, like in, business aspect i guess it'd be more kind of like new technology mm. or like um having to adapt to certain mm-hmm. platforms like we mm-hmm. we mentioned tiktok is yeah. like a big thing now and if you're not on tiktok and you want to kind of promote yourself it's going to be kind of you might want to see about maybe getting one because that's where everything is now it's where you know you kind of have to follow the trends and that can be a challenge if you mm-hmm. kind of are stuck in mm-hmm. if you're not willing to adapt you mm-hmm. know so i think that's a big one yeah. like trying to um Trying to adapt. And that doesn't mean throwing away everything else. Sure. That means adding something, a new yeah. tool to your arsenal. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you know, only do TikTok. Yeah. You know, some people, I mean, some people have success really only doing TikTok. But, mm-hmm. you know, the majority of people, that's just, that's another tool. It's another outlet. It's a big one right now. Yeah. But like you can't, you know, you, you also want to be aware that you have to do more than just one thing. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. But you do have to go where people are going to listen. Sure. Um, Patrick, do you have any threats that you think would be? Watch yourself. (laughs) How scary. (laughs) There's a threat. Uh, I don't have, I don't have any other threats. (laughs) I I was trying to think, uh, I mean, I guess this kind of goes with self doubt, just like motivation maybe, but I think you're where you're thinking is more along the ends of like business side of what a SWOT analysis would be of, Mm -hmm adapting um like new platforms new, yeah new technology yeah just that kind of thing yeah um also just like i think not properly like budgeting when it comes mm-hmm. to like <laughs> that is a good one <laughs> yeah that like, is a good one not really doing research into like what things cost and like yeah. getting to the point and then you're like oh like i don't think you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it, and that kind of takes us into our next thing it's like where, where am i now where do i want to go um one of those things that you have to do at the beginning is that financial kind of planning and that aspect of it. Like how much are you willing to spend? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, how much work are you going to put into it once you spend the money, you know? And so, um, the process really begins with just the promotion, like getting people that first initial push. I think mm-hmm. we had mentioned, um, last time, like some ideas about on social media, how you could do that, like posting just like a, like an orange square or like a yellow square or something like that and having like a caption or, you know, you had some of your meme stuff going on mm-hmm. for your release. Um, definitely I, I've learned like stories are cool, but definitely like you want to post something, you yeah. know, have something on your profile. Um, you obviously, before you start any of this, you want to have a website ready to go. 
you want to have uh, a social media, just like, even if you don't have a lot of following, just make sure it looks aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, have a few videos on there. Just like have, have that release, um, or not the release, but have some like demos or something for people yeah. to kind of get a taste. Yep. Um, just having like a link tree, like a, a lot of people have that you can follow too. And it goes to all their different stuff. Um, so th I think that's the first step. And, um, literally it can be easy as like teasing like shows if you play shows just teasing the release mm -hmm. yeah um like playing a single from if it's an album play a single at, yep. at one of the shows kind of make it give it like an exclusive feel if you have merch i know um you know you could do spotify pre-save type stuff yep. um when i go through cd baby for my distribution they do like download cards that they send you and that's mm -hmm. kind of a little outdated now but um, I used, they used to send me like a ton of download cards. And so at shows, I would just like pass those out to people. Yeah. Um, and they could go to CD baby and download it for free, that kind of thing. So be, be creative. Exactly. Uh, you know, there's been some shows I've gone to that, I mean, the people are just doing creative things to make you want to come back or, or, the, or maybe even not want to come back, but just something that's memorable. Like you did what? Yeah. You know, it's like. For the first time, probably a guitarist threw a guitar pick out in the audience. People were like, whoa. Yeah. He threw his guitar pick at me. Mm -hmm. You know, or like there was there was one show. I didn't personally get to go to this. Um, I went to a show afterwards at the same venue. And yeah. I, I knew the, the guy that, that ran the venue, and he kept one of them. One of the bands, uh, they did something kind of cool. It was a little odd and kind of left field, and I don't know that it really related to anything that was happening on set or even mm -hmm. in the songs, but they had these, like, little miniature um, – uh, babies. Yeah, they were like this big. <laughs> yeah, Patrick, you might turn it into a necklace, right? I have a miniature um, baby necklace. I thought you knew that. <laughs> I probably didn't forgot. Um, but they had these <laughs> little miniature babies. Ice cold. And I don't know why. I, I don't know why because I wasn't there. But they just started throwing those out into the audience. Yeah, I wasn't even at that show when I know about it, mm -hmm. and that's stuck in my head. Oh yeah, like what? Oh yeah, I know it. Um, like it, it was, it was, it was neat. It was new. It was, it was, it was novel. Mm -hmm. Be creative. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I used to date a girl. She was a she was a DJ, and at her shows, she would like toss out like like neon, like glowy stuff to people, like little bracelets, and yeah. that kind of had her name on it. Mm -hmm. She had like stickers that she'd pass out, like that kind of stuff. Like you see that logo, and you're like, oh, that song. You know, like it helps you like remember it. And yeah, like, people uh, love free stuff. They and love free stuff. And that goes. Free that's babies. the same thing as like the the the, the brand imaging. Yeah. You know, we're talking about earlier is is mm -hmm. defining who you are and getting. You know, being able people being able to recognize yeah. you based off of something that's not necessarily you. Yeah. You know, whether it's a logo, mm -hmm. whether it's an emblem, whether it's an item, mm -hmm. you know, um, something that's you. Like Patrick, that's one thing. You know, I I know you're not marketing yourself as an artist, but that's one thing about you that everybody knows. Like, there's a thing about you that everyone knows, and that's your fashion, like your colors, your clothing <laughs> choices, your strange <laughs> objects, right? <laughs> You have a very clear brand image, and you're—I mean, I, I don't know that that for you is like I want to create a brand image. Like I, I don't think that's been intentional for you from you know just knowing you, but that's who you are, and everybody knows and can quickly identify you by that, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And so for the artists or the engineers or the whoever, whatever you whatever you are trying to market yourself, make sure it's a clear idea of who you are. Get that logo, throw that free stuff out there. Yeah. But when you do, make sure your name's attached. Yeah. You know, you got to have your name attached. To stuff. Like, I remember I was one in one class, and we were doing pitches um, about to, to, a, to a teacher. We were bringing an artist, and we had to pitch these artists, like, hey, let me let me produce this, this person. And afterwards, one of the things he commented on, he's like, 
you know, all of you did your, there's like 12 of us. He's like, all of you came up and gave your pitches to these, about these artists to me. And he approved all of them. He's like, but you know what? You know, all but like two of these cases, he's like, I wouldn't call a single one of you producers back except for these two. We're like, wait, what? Mm. What? He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't even know who you are based on these pitches. You gave me this stuff, but only two of the 12 of us put our names on (laughs) our own things. Like, you know, we made PowerPoints. We made the papers, teaching moment made, right there. Yeah. We made three or four page statements, one sheets, you know, song outlines. We made all of this information about, oh, the artist, this is so cool. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I know. I just go to the artist. I wouldn't bother talking to you because yeah. I don't even know who you are anymore. Right. You know, make yeah. sure your name is on things. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, even if it's just a promo picture, that's mm-hmm. something that, I, you know, I realized the other day. I've been posting this stuff on my own, but my name's not attached. Yeah. I'm sure it's under my profile. Mm hmm. But people don't always look at who posts. Yeah. You know, put your name on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just That's in good. the corner. Yeah. It's good. Um, so I guess next we'll move into a very, very fun aspect of marketing, which is sales. Yeah. Oh. David gave me this portion. And um, so I took. Thank I you took for clarifying that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gave me this portion and um, I was he like, gave me work to do. Sales. <laughs> um, I took. I had my major was media management, and so yeah. um, uh, shout out to ro- to no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Dr. Henson, best professor I ever had. I him for like four different classes, but uh, he taught media sales, and so many times, even outside of that class, he would always talk about the most important thing is sales in uh, any business, of course, and so the same thing goes for. Uh, as an artist, you know, how you're going to do your sales. Obviously, that looks a little different than it would in a business. But just figuring out, okay, um, how do I, you know, sell myself to people and kind of like how you were talking, how much money are you willing to spend? And I think all of this, all this entire episode can just like be boiled down to one word, just research mm-hmm. and talking to other people, figuring out, okay, how much um, should I be spending? Uh, obviously it's going to vary person to person, but still talk to other artists, talk to other people just in the industry. Um, if you are in school, talk to your professors and just figuring out, um, just figuring out, you know, what, what am I able to purchase? What am I able to buy? That's going to help me out and help promote myself as an artist. Uh, I I had a podcast many years ago um, and we literally just put it on YouTube because I was like, I don't know where else to put it. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, like I was like, oh, I didn't realize you had to like pay to put yourself on like Spotify and yeah. SoundCloud mm-hmm. and other places um, just because I don't know. It's I mean, I'm not in the music industry, so I don't really think about that kind of thing. Yeah. But some things that I think maybe people just don't really f- think about, uh, you know, the big yeah. thing is you got to spend money to make money. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of realizing, especially at the beginning, you are going to have to spend money just to get your name out there. And you're, you ain't going to be making much money. Yeah. <laughs> nope. You're not going to make money for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you have to be okay with that. And that's, and that's yes. why, you know, as an artist, you have to love what you do. Yeah. You know, don't go into it with the idea of, Oh, I'm going to make a ton of money. Go into <laughs> it with the idea of, no, yeah. <laughs> you ain't, you ain't, you know, cause yeah, you're, you're not, yeah. you know, you're going to pay a lot. Um, but like you said, you have to spend money to make money, but go into it with the love of what yeah. you're doing. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
And I think, you know, as far as, like, distribution, I think, you know, there are plenty of, like, really good digital dis- distributors, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. you do CD Baby, like... DistroKid. DistroKid, yeah. yeah. All of those, and, you know, it's pretty affordable, you know, yeah. if, especially if you want to do a single, it goes yeah. everywhere, mm-hmm. and, you like I said, you can add download cards, you can do, like, pre-save links, mm-hmm. you can, you know, you can do all this kind of stuff that, that is available to you. Um, yeah. You just have to plan it out accordingly. Yeah, and mm-hmm. when you when you do when you're making that first time decision of of putting your music out there, like Patrick said, research research what you're doing. You know, yeah. look into the different ones. You know, look into DistroKid, look into CD Baby, look into. There's like four or five others, you know, that are that are, are really good. S- isn't SoundCloud doing some now too? Uh, they might be. I'm not sure. There's there's been a couple new recent developments that yeah. have apparently been really good. I haven't looked into them personally, okay. but like look into look into each of them because not all of them are are. Good for everybody. Like mm-hmm. for me, you know, what I wanted to do, DistroKid looked like a great deal, you mm-hmm. know, for what I wanted to do. Yeah. But, you know, when you got into it, CD Baby, you know, mm-hmm. was for you what what struck you as like, hey, that's the deal I like. Yeah. You know, so, so do your own research and, you know, get input from other people. But at the end of the day, you've got to make the decision based off of your own situation. Yeah. And also, like, this kind of goes back to planning. Understand that when, first of all, you need to be happy with your mix happy with the product right before you distribute it yes because if you decide that you listen to it again after you've already posted it and you don't like something good luck it's <laughs> up you know what yep. i mean and i mean there are ways to take it down but you i mean you go through all the trouble i would hate for you to get the yeah. release out put in all the work and effort and then listen to it and be like I hate it, you know, because you didn't listen to it on anything other than your car speakers. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so you need to you need to make sure that's locked in and understand also that it takes some time for it to be approved. Yep. And there are, there could be some reasons that they send it back and be like, hey, we we need this or this, yeah. or that you don't have the correct songwriter on. If you especially if you have, if you have other writers on mm-hmm. the song, it just adds layers to it. Um, so. When, as far as distribution goes, you want to make sure that you are good with everything. You want to make sure you put a lot of time between when you're posting it to CD Baby or DistroKid yep. or whatever and when it's releasing. Yeah. You want to make sure you're you're putting it, you know, you're not pushing the timeline up. Yeah. You know, that needs to be done first. Like, you need to go ahead and post that track first and then set a date mm-hmm. and then do everything else. So, just in case it doesn't, it rolls back, you know, so. Yeah, because I think, you know, for, for DistroKid, their recommended minimum time is, I think, four weeks. Yeah. From when you send them the track mm-hmm. to when they say, okay, we can get it to everybody. Yeah. But even then, at four weeks, there's a chance that they, like you said, that they need more time. Yeah. So. Some distributors don't get it like they don't all get it at the same time. Like yeah. iTunes takes longer than Spotify, that right. kind of thing. So yeah. And some of them, I mean, some of them are really quick. Some of them are really slow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, like you said, that's something you have to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And so don't get to the end and then rush your, your, your final push. Yeah. But also what that does is it gives you, or it can, if you choose to do it this way, it can give you a, a mental, like, okay, I've submitted it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I've sent that off. And now is the time. If you haven't already been doing it, which you really should, but at that point, those four weeks or those six weeks or those however long you're waiting, then you really need to be pushing your song or your album full throttle. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's one of the most critical times before the you know is, is right before that release. Those weeks leading up to it, letting people know, hey, I got a song, got a song, got right. an album, get ready, you know, go listen. It drops on such and such date. Yeah, you know. 
because you can't do any more production on that song at that point because exactly. you committed it. Yeah. So now turn all of your effort to getting people aware yeah. that it exists. Right. You also want to make sure that you pay attention to the analytics as well yes. on those sites because that doesn't just tell you what your sales are. It tells you where people are listening to your music. It tells mm-hmm. you... I think it tells you what like demographics are listening. Depending on like, your website, yeah. Some yeah. websites list like income. It's like it's like broken down into like Whoa. parts of the country, wow. like higher huh. income places versus lower income. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I didn't um, know about that. I know that it does that for like podcasts too, but it does it also in CD Baby. So keep track of all that stuff. Yeah. Keep track of how like your sales are doing on there. Mm-hmm. Understanding that most of your money is going to be made from merch or yeah. live shows, that kind of thing. <laughs> But it's a nice little supplement, you know, to, to the income. But um, as far as sales go, that's those are the main points. Yeah, yeah. I like how you gave me that section. Y'all know way more about it than me. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a team, this is a team effort, it bro. It is a team effort, yeah. But you know, plus, like you were like, David gave me this, <laughs> so I guess we'll talk about it. But, you know, like you said, though, pay attention to those analytics because that can give you an idea of who – you know, it gives you an idea at least of who is listening to your music right. consistently. Mm-hmm. And that gives you an idea of who your target audience maybe should be. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I'm singing, um, you know, su- smooth, soft love ballads, but I am marketing myself to, you know, 50-year-old men, maybe I'm marketing to the wrong people. I mean, I don't know. 50-year-old men need love. I mean, know, they, they do. It's true. But like, but Mid- maybe midlife crisis, you know. But if I'm if I'm running like a straight pop ballad, like yeah. like all my songs, and that's who I'm marketing to, that might not be who I should be marketing right. to. You know, those yeah. analytics might show mm-hmm. yeah, that group's not really listening, but another group is. And you can edit your plan. You know, after yeah. as far as after the release, if you see how it's doing, you can kind of start to edit your plan a little bit, start yeah. to like make adjustments, even when it's out. And like mm-hmm. you, you know, as far as your social, you should, you should be editing your plan. I mean, yeah. it's just yeah. one of those things Adjust. where, uh, yeah, constantly, what can I work on? What can I do better? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's general life rule, but like, especially, um, in the marketing class, yeah, he just always talked about, you know, always here's what you can fix. Here's what you should fix. And just constantly up till, mm-hmm the very as much as you can work on it and then even after that like you Mm -hmm. said okay so for the next song or album i release how can i do this differently yeah so next element publicity publicity mr dale that's the section that david gave me oh god please stop (laughs) please stop sorry mr overstreet that doesn't make it any better (laughs) i'm slowly becoming a professor just (laughs) Professor Overstreet uh, hey, oh my God. told me in my notes the things I was supposed <laughs> to say today. <laughs> publicity. I don't know. Um, so publicity, you know, mm. getting, you know, where, where do you take your music? Um, it kind of goes back to kind of what I was saying there a moment ago is, is if you know who would want to listen to your music, take it to them first. Find that group, you know, take it to them first. But you don't always know that, you know. And so you can, you can go to various places um, to get your music out there. You know, we've talked before, I think, about uh, Submit Hub was one that, mm-hmm. you know, that you recommended to me. Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, I personally had some successes through that. That's one place, you know, if you're if you're doing like online streaming of your music. Um, but really, one of the best things is still just getting out there and, you know, going back to the roots and being somewhere physically in person, play your music, talk to people about your music. Even yeah. if, Even if you don't, 
you know, even if you go somewhere and don't play, maybe you go to somebody else's show, go to a yeah. local show and talk to people like, hey, yeah, I'm an artist too. Get your name out there. Have, you know, have some business cards or something. You know, mm-hmm. have something with your name on it. You can hand them. Just completely overrun their show. Like, just jump yeah. up on stage. And yeah, I mean, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but, like, go, go and talk to people. And because those circles maybe they already have a circle of people that are listening to them mm-hmm. and you, you've already found a, a group of people that want new music, especially if you're going to local shows of small artists, those people want new music from local artists. Right. So they're already there. Go to them. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be, you know, you don't, maybe don't, you don't think about that as publicity, but that's a part of it is go to the people that want to hear your music or that might want to hear your music. Yeah. Shake their hand say, Hey, I'm so-and-so I got some stuff too. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't just, that be your only thing. Go make personal connections. Yeah. Go make personal connections with these people. Make fans. Make mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. Only fans. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. And once um, you get big enough, <laughs> any publicity is good publicity. So just act like a complete fool and Kanye. you'll get famous enough. There you go. Right. <laughs> and then you can make whatever music you want. I, then you can... Well, once you sell out, then you can do there whatever is, you there want. It is. <laughs> I think the biggest thing for publicity for me is just having a personality. Like, mm-hmm. what is your personality, mm-hmm. right? Like, what what a person what personality do you want people to think of when they hear your music? Yeah, it's more about aesthetic. It's more about mm-hmm. like how you view yourself first of all, and mm-hmm. then that in turn shapes how people view you. So you know, it's it could be something as little as like how you dress at a show. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, that makes oh, a big yeah. difference. That 100%. makes a huge difference. Seeing you on stage, being like, you know, he's just kind of wearing a white t-shirt and jeans, and like, does he care? Black you t-shirt. Know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, shut up, Patrick. <laughs> you know, one of the things I think about though is is it, and a great example of that is think about Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. You know, he was known as the Man in Black mm-hmm. because he was, to my knowledge, one of the first to do that. You know, everyone else they wore maybe they wore suits or maybe they wore this or maybe they wore that. Yeah. You know, they wore uh, uh, you know shows at that point depending on the genre, were often maybe a little bit nicer events. Mm-hmm. He came in and he was, he, he dressed in black. Mm-hmm. That became iconic for him. Now, since then, like every drummer everywhere wears all black for every show. Yeah. Right. Any backing band for a solo artist seems like they only wear all black. That's become mm-hmm. a thing now. So you can't really steal that because that becomes, it's become so normal, but find some way, you know, like you said, clothing is a great way. Mm-hmm. Makes, ma- it, 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 it whether it's emblem, an icon, a piece of clothing, an item, whatever it is, make something that people can relate to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I, um, one of my one of my other jobs for the people that don't know, I I work at a, a jazz club in downtown Nashville, and Victor Wooten's brother, Wet Wedgie, Reggie comes in. <laughs> Wedgie, Wedgie, <laughs> Wedgie Wooten. Um, Reggie comes in. He plays with his band like once a week, once every two weeks, and there are times, there are shows that I've seen that are really good from them, and then there are shows that are really bad, but every single time, it sells out. Why? It's because of their personality. It's because of how they are on stage. Mm-hmm. Literally, this man came up to the bar, put his guitar down flat on the bar during a show, and started hitting it like a drum. And the bass player was on the other end of the stage doing the same thing. Huh. Somehow, it was... It was like to the tune of a song. I don't know how they were able to do it. It was insane. It was crazy. I was laughing so hard. But like it just gave them personality and it makes you remember them and like mm-hmm. their performance. One of 
w- me and Dale went to a Chevelle concert a couple oh, yeah. years ago. I, uh, probably a couple weeks before that, like I had heard of them, but I did not know any Chevelle songs. And I, even at the concert, could not tell you a single song that they played or the lyrics or any of it, but it was one of the best concerts I've ever been to because yeah, it was just experience. the energy in there. Mm-hmm. And obviously the audience helps. Yeah, that was yeah. our first mosh pit as well. So <laughs> that also helps. Aww, that was but That's cute. That's like just, I don't know, just the energy of a show is just really going to take it. And for me, the fashion is a big deal. When yeah. I see someone who's dressed in a fun way, I... I'm already already looking at them. Mm -hmm. One of the things you have to remember as an artist that's performing is that a show, you know, a concert isn't just about music. It's entertainment. That's why we call it part of the entertainment industry. You Mm -hmm. have to entertain. Mm -hmm. You know, there's very few artists nowadays that can get up and just play a song and people go crazy. I mean, there's a handful, Mm -hmm. but by and large, most can't do that. You have to get up there and entertain the people. You got to give a show. Uh, Alice Cooper is one of the most famous rock stars for doing that. I mean, his thing is full of theatrics. I've never seen one of his shows, but I've seen pictures here and there. You know, the the man brings out a guillotine and like straight up like in the middle of the show. That's like part of his set is he has a a, a giant guillotine. And they're like, you know. It's, it's very theatrical. It yeah. is a experience, mm-hmm. right? And that's one of the things that separates, you know, some of the big acts mm-hmm. that are touring right now to just your local shows mm-hmm. is how is, is theatrics. And it doesn't have to be some giant, crazy, big budget thing in some stadium. Yeah. You know, you can, you can do small things at a local place and make it fun, like turning your guitar sideways and, yeah, right? You know, that's part of the show. You mm-hmm. can do things to make stuff fun. Yeah. You know, I like, there was one show up, um, uh, Seven Year Witch, or Seven Year Itch, I'm not sure. I can't That's remember. Seven Year Itch is a movie. Okay, well, Seven Year Witch, maybe. Or Twelve Year Witch? That I don't know. sound right. Something like that. <laughs> okay, I'll trust there, you. There, there was a band that, that was an opener for, for another band that I went to uh, here just earlier this year, and the dude, like, in between the songs and sometimes in the middle of the songs, the lead singer had this thing where he would just, like, give the entire audience a stank face, like... Yeah. He like stare him down yeah. like that, and it what was, was it so again? funny. What was the, what was the face? Okay, <laughs> it okay. was so funny. It was it was hilarious, um, but it, it was character. Mm-hmm. It became a thing, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was fun. That yeah. was funny. Yeah, couldn't tell you a thing about the music, but <laughs> right, it's it's so again, it's part of the example. <laughs> but no, but I'm saying that mm-hmm. to say that it was an entertaining, and yeah. I would go back and listen to them again. Yeah. I'd go watch them again live. Cool, yeah, just like having that personality is just so important. Like kind of figure out what what your niche is figure out where you where you land in that and just like be true to yourself you know like if you if you are a loud personality own that you know what i mean don't put that away like people want that if you're more kind of like tamed and quiet find a way to use that and like Mm -hmm. you know market that you know there are plenty of ways to do that um um well this kind of goes into something that i know we want to talk a little bit about uh you had in the notes grassroots marketing mm-hmm. and i had to look that up so mm-hmm. obviously i'm not that great with marketing but uh just this idea of focusing on that niche group mm-hmm. and finding you know kind of who your people are and when you find those people people love to be part of something special mm-hmm. people love mm-hmm. to be part of this intimate unique thing uh, i mean you always hear when an artist goes big oh well, i've been listening to them since before they were big <laughs> right first off if you do that please just shut up. No one cares. (laughs) But 
Um, even, but Patrick. seriously, like, <laughs> tell it how it is. <laughs> like it's a, like they're but, VIPs or something. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it is true that it just, people love to feel that. And so if you can make people feel that way, if you can kind of find your niche of people and just think about the kind of people that you hang out with in general. Yeah. And so usually you can kind of pick out, okay, this is a person that I would hang out with just on first impression, whether you've talked to them or not. And so kind of figuring that out and, uh, targeting toward them and like Dale said talking to them mm -hmm. and you know if you are a little a little more on the younger side don't I mean yeah you can go talk to older people but find your audience of people that you know are actually probably going to listen to you right and that kind of takes us into the last aspect which is just, uh, just like the advertising portion of it once it's already out and you've done all the pre-stuff it's already mm -hmm. out the grassroots marketing is, is huge because like you find your niche of people and, you know, you, you hop on shows with them, you mm -hmm. know, and they help you market mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. just by having you on a show, or, you know, or like featuring you in a, in a poster or like a, a flyer for the show. Even then, it's just like, oh, I want to go to this show to see this band, but who is this band? You know, like, mm -hmm. let me do more. Make sure that there's stuff there so that yeah. when they follow that link, you know what I mean? And so that's huge. Digital, the digital marketing obviously is is what it is now. It's, it's like, resource. I mean, it's, it's huge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there is still the whole, like, the flyers around campus if you're on school or if you're mm -hmm. in school or anything like that or just, like, in your town. But now it's much more social media, TikTok, that kind of thing. And um, once again, the biggest thing is just being consistent with that. And yeah. mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't be posting every two weeks and hoping for the best. Yeah. You got to be, be posting at least, at least twice a week, if not every day, every other day. Be, yep. be borderline annoying. Yes, yeah. because, like, you know, one of the best advices, but uh, best pieces of advice I ever heard on that subject was the people that want to, you know, if, if, if you post every day, post, post often, if they're, get, if they get annoyed, they're not going to watch. But the people that want to know are mm -hmm. going to watch. Mm -hmm. They have every bit of power to hit that unfollow button. Mm -hmm. if They don't want to see yep. your stuff. If they are there, if they are still following you, they want to see your stuff. Make so it post. hard for them. Yeah. Make it hard for them to like not want to listen to you if that makes yeah. sense you know like make it to where it's like they have to get to the point of like man this is guys all over my feed like what yep. is this you know what yep. i mean yeah um so yeah you just you got to be very intentional about it you got to be very consistent about it and you know that's the this is the the portion this is the portion of work that you have to put in yep. if you want to reap the benefits you know and so um you know one other thing i'll, I'll mention before we move on it's just like radio and like podcast mentions yeah. are huge. If you can yeah. get on some of those, like other submit your track to a radio station, submit them to, I mean, using submit hub, you can submit to labels and curators and stuff like that. And yeah. they'll give you a shout out, even if it's just on a blog or something, yeah. something small can get you noticed. That's, that's been a huge help for me. I was on mm -hmm. one small blog from Argentina, I believe, or Portugal or I forget it was where it Portugal. is. Portugal. Portugal. Yeah. Nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that led to a couple really nice opportunities. And it was just a really small, you know, one paragraph blog mention. Yeah. You know, um, but like you said, get, go on, go on those, those digital places. Go, just go on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever and find playlists that you think fit with your stuff. Mm -hmm. A lot of times there's a way to find out the people who run those. Email them. Yeah. DM them on Instagram. Do whatever, you know. There's ways to contact them. Yeah. And even just them seeing that you're being intentional about it, they'll yeah. be like, all right, man, I'll help you out. Yep. Like, exactly. Yep. Maybe like five out of ten are going to be that way, you know, maybe yeah. more. But most people want to help other people out, right? Most people 
empathize with that mm -hmm. and they see that you're putting in the work and the effort and they want to help. Mm -hmm. And so to kind of wrap up for today, um, in summary, when you sit down and you have this marketing plan in front of you, these are some things that you should have in it. Basic info about who you are in your release, huge. Um, timetable of the promotional elements that you want. Make sure they're coordinated. I would definitely, I mean, what would you say? Probably like six, four to six months would be a good timetable for from like when you start to the release or th maybe three yeah. months? Um, I mean, depends on depends on the size of your production. Are you doing a single versus yeah. an album? Yeah, if it's a single. You know, if it's a single, yeah, take your time. Mm -hmm. You know, especially if it's early on. Yeah. Take your time and make sure it gets, it's, it, it's done right. Right. You know, so yeah, whether it's three months, whether it's four months, whether mm -hmm. it's six months, it's okay to spend that time. Because also during that time, while you're working on that and you've got that song finished maybe and you're starting to market it, you can start working on your other stuff too. And as soon as it drops, you can start teasing other things. Mm -hmm. You know, keep that ball rolling. Yeah. And, you know, keep people aware that you have content, mm -hmm. you know. But, yeah. Yeah. And then I think, you know, sitting down and doing, making a chart of the financial aspect is, is important. Um, make sure you don't leave that out. Definitely find out what you need to spend or could possibly spend. Leave some headroom there for for yourself. Um and then just like your sales goals and then like shipment quantities and stuff like that. If you're doing like merch or anything like that, just making sure that you have all of that squared away. Um, and, you know, hopefully you'll get to the point where you can just hire someone to do all of this. Yep. But <laughs> until then, it's, you know. And you have your public breakdown, but it's okay. This man is, is obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as far as merch is, merch is concerned, anytime you go to a show, if you're playing at a show, bring something. Yeah. You know, I've, I'm, I'm very much guilty of not bringing anything. I was going to say, I'm like, what have you I've, I've never brought anything. <laughs> but, you know, the, to the other shows I've been to, I, I realized, bring something. Yeah. Whether you go to Walmart and buy, you know, plain white tees and scribble on them. Mm -hmm. One band did that, yeah. and I loved it. It was great. Yeah. You know, or whether you just go buy a pack of CDs and burn your own CDs, that stuff's cheap. You can buy a CD burner on Amazon for 30 bucks. Right. And then Sharpie in, like, oh, hey, here's some demos. And then people feel like they're part of that exclusive club. I have special demos. That are only sold on CD. That's true. From so and so. That is true. You know? Special demos. Special demos for special people. All right, guys. We're going to wrap this one up for today. I think we, we threw a lot at you once again. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we are here for you with our unprofessional advice. Um, and so, yeah, just just be be mindful of, of where you're going, you know, where you're starting from, and just be smart about it. Out. Just put in the effort, put in the work. And if you're unsure, do your research and, you know, come back to this podcast and listen if you have questions. So don't forget to follow yeah. and subscribe. Yo. Yo. We'll see you next time, guys. Thanks for joining in. <laughs>